Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the LXP podcast. The League of Extra Nerdy Parents are a bunch of moms and dads who all live in a yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. We, what? <laughs> You're supposed to do the little part. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you complete. You we're already <laughs> submarine. That's not where it goes, though. Oh, I don't right, know. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this episode- <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it sounded yeah, pretty it good. Sound good. Like yeah, Hoff and he back. just uh, <laughs> stared at me. <laughs> I am your. Not uh, I am your host, G Man. With me, as always, are the other members of the league. J E Hoff and Fonz. It's been uh, again. We you know things get busy, and we and we're, we apologize. It's a little bit longer between episodes, but not as bad as the last break, um, admittedly. So um, this week we are going to be uh, reviewing the uh, 1968 animated film. Guess it, Yellow Submarine. We're also gonna have a question of the week, and uh, we're gonna just chat it up about old school stuff today because this is the oldest film that we've ever reviewed on this show. Is it? Re- wow, it, it is, is okay. the oldest yeah, film. Yes. Yeah, I think cool. Right. Yeah, I think the year we had some stuff from the seventies, but I think this is the absolute oldest. Um, before we we get to any of the the actual planned stuff, let's just see how everybody's doing. Let's go around. How what's going on? How's the first couple of months of school going for the kids? And what's what's your fall all about? Go ahead, Huff. Fall. You go first. Um, fall's good. I think last time we talked, I had, my kids weren't in school. Um, school's going fine. There's been a few things I want to talk about, you know, we've done outside of school, um, concerts and uh, trips and things like that, um, crafts, STEM related, uh, big, still getting into that. Um, other than that, not too much. Yeah, I'm the same way. We've, uh, we've been doing a lot of things, uh, a lot of scout related stuff, but uh it's all a lot of building, a lot of uh, outdoor stuff. Uh, indoor stuff is is going good too. Got a lot of uh, a lot of books from a latest visit to a comic con that um, both my boys really like. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. But it's been it's been an excellent fall as far as family stuff for sure. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy for me for for us. My wife had surgery, so and she's been recovering, so she can't really get out of bed for much of the day. So I've been doing a lot of the stuff around the house and working. So our we, our fall has kind of been a wash. We've mm. kind of just given up on fall. We'll, we'll, we'll resume in a few weeks. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> well, we haven't really gotten that far into the fall, so maybe there's still time to salvage it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As for me, uh, I've just been super busy with back to school and um, lots of big Comic-Con shows in the fall that I've worked or, or attended. Um, which we, I guess we can talk about now. Um, three of us. Went, I wasn't sure if we were doing that. Yeah, I mean, we can we can we can bring it up now. I mean, think three of us went to New York Comic Con. It's one of the reasons I think we were uh, on a, I don't know, another mini hiatus, if you will, but not really. Um, so I did a, a bunch of panels at New York again this year. Um, Fonz and Hoff as well joined me on a couple of them. Um, fun. I do the educational stuff for for New York and teaching comics and all that kind of stuff, and it was a good show. I think it was uh, it was it's a lot of fun. Off. It's branching off to a bunch of different panels, and you know we sat in what three of them? I think yeah, we sat in three, at least three. 
But I know we moderated. You moderated one. I moderated one. Yeah, that's two. And then we and, sat in on another one. Well, yeah, at least one, didn't I? Oh, maybe yeah. I'm confused. I sat in yours as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so there's three. All different subjects and stuff. So, But it still didn't take away from what we saw at the con. We, we, we still got into Artist Alley. And, yeah. Um, New York was very artist-oriented. Um, <laughs> It really was. It was yeah. like some of the best artwork I've yeah, seen in a long time. It's really hard not to spend a boatload of money. And the other guy we went with, Chuck, yep, he's yep. been on the he's been on the podcast a few times. His and first time, he he, he did well. His, yeah, no, he yeah. made out well. He dropped a but lot man, of coins. He dropped a lot of cake. But beautiful <laughs> stuff. I mean, he was yep. he was meeting Sinkevich and all these other artists yeah, no that regrets. he's loved since he was a kid. And yeah, really good stuff. And I'm sure his kids will benefit from that too. I, yeah. I know they love that stuff. Um, was it me or was there, did they up the cosplay? It was like through the, it was really yeah, good. Yeah, and we missed a ton. Like I, I, I went online afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I miss it? You know, it was probably Sunday. We weren't there Sunday. So yeah. we probably missed a whole bunch for, for like late Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, I think, was the day. I yeah, probably really Saturday because it's just, it's just insane. <laughs> it's packed. I missed the Hulk thing. Did you see the one who, who got all the accolades? Was uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was, it was a Hulk. And I forget how many years he spent doing it. He spent building the costume. But the costume looked as if he was, it was made from cardboard. But really? it looked like it, he was molded from pixels or something like that. It was, it was really, it was really interesting. Yeah, I saw that bring guy. It, yeah. I saw that guy. He won the big prize. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But yeah. it was it's hard to believe that someone like that would win the big prize. I mean, there was, was an amazing pix- costume. It was pixelated like an 8-bit Hulk? No, it was it wasn't quite 8-bit, but it was really like angular. I don't know how else to explain okay. it. Like these sharp angles. Um, hard to explain, but but um, Yeah, there was a bunch of those that I didn't see live and right. it was probably Saturday, but you know, the ones we did see, they were all awesome. I was yeah. just going through my camera roll. You know, just like I know thousands of yeah, them. and if and uh, there was so many, my phone died. You know, right. that's a big thing at the cons is getting having the extra charger. We should do a thing on cons like preparation guides. I think so. Yeah, that's that's something we learned. Like bring an extra charger, pace yourself. You, yeah, because there's a lot of walking, especially at Javits Center. Yeah, that's um, a it, huge Island's place. Yeah, another big thing that this and uh, I, gee, did you get a chance to go down to the gaming section? They had a whole like role play yeah thing going on where it was uh they had um rolling boxes and dm screens remember that it was just great they were out of mass i think taunton taunton mass yeah i think so yeah Yeah, they they had some incredible gotta see the stuff online i mean if you're doing live action um dnd the screens are all magnetic they clip together they had uh, rolling boxes. What would you yeah, like those? a rolling box that all was but put all, together by yeah. magnets, oh, and it, they God, were like in, they were. They had them in regular like pine, but you could buy them in mahogany wood. <laughs> and the mahogany one was like what six hundred dollars or something. It was, it was crazy. I'm like, who's playing that much? And is that proud of what they're doing that they're buying Someone a mahogany who's paid box to play? Probably, but yeah, it's beautiful stuff. It, it sure is. And for a DM, I mean, that screen was all oh, magnetic. Awesome. We all popped the, together magnetically. You put, the, you know, you put the maps right in there. and Yeah, dry erase map boards that flip over. So you can, it's just great stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's mm. really cool. 
Yeah, it's and it was oh really expensive too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. expensive. That bo- the cheapest box was like what a hundred and twenty dollars yeah, or something. Yeah, like but that? if you are if you play all the time, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you just roll the dice. You don't have to put them <laughs> in a little hole in a tower and it falls through the tower. It's very neat, but it's just I don't know. I guess it keeps your 11. dice from rolling off the table, but you could do that much easier than buying a really expensive. One of the guys we play D and D with. Uh, on Tuesday nights, or, or, or DCC with has one, and it's amazing. And he's a very dedicated player, so he those are the, the people to target. Right. For me, I, I was like, it, what happens is, and you guys know this. Whenever we start doing something, we play Magic or whatever. I just get World of Warcraft. I get obsessed with it, <laughs> and I buy all this stuff, and I spend all this money, and I'm like, I'm not going to allow myself to do that with with Dungeons and Dragons. Like you can. You don't need to buy $1,000 worth of books and gear to play. Just some dice. There goes our sponsorship. And that's it. Oh, <laughs> you wrecked it. But, uh, I think you need to buy lots of stuff. Buy all the stuff you can. Um, but it was, it was a great experience. I mean, amazing. New York Comic Con's great if you get to go. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, Jay, you'll be able to join us next year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's fun. And uh, we found, finally found the hotel after yeah, three years. Yeah, deal. <laughs> The first the right hotel one in was, New York is not easy. Yeah, and this, the hotel rooms in New York are not big. <laughs> They're no. very tiny, even the expensive ones. Big city. Itty bitty, Itty bitty living space, <laughs> yes. But the first year we had just two, two queens in our room. It was just Fonz and I that went. The second year, Hoff came and we, <laughs> we, got a, we stayed at a Holiday Inn. We had two what they called queens, but they were more like doubles. So there really wasn't room for two people in the bed. Unless you wanted to snuggle up with your buddy, which that there's nothing wrong with that, but you know I don't particularly like being touched by anybody when I'm sleeping. So one person had to be on the floor, and unfortunately that was Fonz. Yeah, I get to sleep. I had a, a, a what was it, a queen or a full blow up mattress, which only fit uh, as a taco shape. So I had to sleep uh, in, inside kind of a taco shaped mattress, <laughs> which. Um, Allowed for me to wake up extremely early in the morning and go for walks around New York. So yeah. I didn't get to see a got lot of stuff. Today show. But unfortunately, today show. he was <laughs> unfortunately he was pressed between the bed and the wall, right, right in front of the bathroom. So <laughs> if I had to get up in the middle of the night to pee, it was like I had to straddle the wall around him so I wouldn't step on his face while I was on my way to the bathroom. There were so many negatives about being on the floor between yeah. two things near the bathroom. It was yeah, really just, hard. There's too many. But this year we got a suite, and by suite it means it's marginally larger than a regular room. <laughs> sweet. And we had a, a king bed, which actually two of us were able to fit in pretty easily without you know plenty of buffer space. And there was a fold-out, single fold-out, and then there was enough space on the floor for a single blow-up mattress. I think, yeah. I mean... Not everybody got the best night's sleep because poor Hoff was underneath <laughs> the air conditioning vent and got, yeah. got and turned into a Hoffsicle. <laughs> I would have preferred no kitchen. I mean, the kitchen was yeah, basically... didn't it, use it. It was pretty nice. We had a dishwasher and had a sink and a fridge. And, but the stove, it, we really. could have easily got rid of that and, and put in another taco-shaped bed. And yeah. And someone in there. But uh, <laughs> well, the one funny moment Excuse was me. at the base of the, at the, base of the bed, uh, Chuck was in a, a single air mattress at the base of the bed between the bed and the TV. Which was fine. It fit perfectly, and he seemed comfortable there. Hoff was on the other side of him in the single bed, in the single fold-out. Bonds and I were in the bed. So when at one point, it was about 7 in the morning, 6.30, Hoff got up to go to the bathroom. 
And I, I just kind of, I was kind of awake because we were, that. we were crashing re- reasonably early. We were having long nights and we just tired every night. So I, I, I heard him get up and I just saw the silhouette of Hoff come to the edge of the bed and look down and saw that Chuck was right there and that Fonz and I were in the bed and he was trying to figure out oh. how to get past all of us to get oh to the bathroom. God, and he's going, <laughs> and I just we sat were both there. watching him from the we were, bed. We're like, we're well, not going to even help him. I thought Fonz was sleeping, so I just waited. And then Fonz sat up, and I'm like, okay, he's up. And I said, just go across the bed, and and you'll be fine. So he totally came over the bed. And <laughs> Chuck always slept later than everybody. He was always the last one up. Did he? I didn't notice that. For the most part, anyway. it was but, whichever way I went, I was waking someone up. But if we get like, who am I? I was basically choosing my path. I'm like who am I going to wake if up? If we go, if we go with, if we go next year and we bring Je and Chuck, we're going to need a second room. Yeah, yeah there's no that's way. Fine. Um, but we get we get six guys in a, in one of the two of those rooms. That's three guys per room, and it'd be a little cheaper. That's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, um, so New York was a lot of fun. Um, I get, we get to hang out with Tammy again for at least a little while. She sat on a couple of panels. You know, remember our, the friend of the show from the Neverending Story? She's cool. Um, I got to meet a bunch of other people from the industry, uh, artists and and, um, and educators that I've never had a chance to work with before. So that's always a lot of fun. That's the most fun for me is when I get to meet people that are doing what I'm doing and getting a chance to sit on a panel with them or attend one that they're in. And um, so you know, we're we finished up with New York. I talked to them. They were really happy with what we did. We'll be. Programming the Chicago C2E2 stuff. We're going to be, you know, offering some op- opportunities there, I think, and hopefully back to New York again next year. But we'll see how that all works out. Um, coming up, though, around two weeks or so after you hearing my voice is Rhode Island Comic Con, the big show in our neck of the woods, which I'm involved in. And there's going to be a table for our listeners. If uh, you're going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con, LXP will be at a table and there will be a panel. Um, the details of that we will announce on our facebook page as soon as the schedule is posted so you get a chance to come and meet us and ask us questions and tell us how awesome you think our podcast is so. absolutely that's all we really want to hear yeah we just want <laughs> praise that's the only reason we do this mm-hmm. all right so let's let's get on to our question of the week the question of the week now since we're we're oh, okay um, what did you have more to say no, about it? i didn't know we were doing that yeah the question of the week no no this question of the week on this one here oh gotcha um, since we're we're doing talking about a film that's really really old, 1968, oh. I wanted to ask, just out of curiosity, we all grew up in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s in the case of Jay, <laughs> um, 80s 90s, right? That was when you were a kid. Yep, and we were correct. 70s 80s. So if you could have grown up at any point in the last hundred years, what what when would you want to spend your childhood? So going back to the 1920s to now, which would be the decade you feel you would love to be a kid? That's heavy. It is. <laughs> it's heavy. That's right from heavy. that, you should. It's a 50s. I'll go with the lame answer first. I mean, I'm gonna have to pick a second one, so that's more interesting. Okay, but right. uh, I gotta go with the one I did. It was just the best. I mean, it was the 90s. Yeah, the okay. late late 80s, early 90s. I mean, yep. video games were mm-hmm. a thing we could have in our house. Yeah, right? that's true. Which was awesome. So we got the beginning of the internet. We get to grow up in the internet, watch it grow and help it grow, which is awesome. Right. We still got to go play outside and explore the neighborhood by ourselves yeah, without our parents cool. watching everything we did. Yeah. Our dogs got to run around the neighborhood with us. That kind of, you know, we still had that going on. We didn't have helicopter parents and have to schedule every single activity like as parents we have to do now. Right? Yeah. All, a ton of the cult movies and, and cult classics came out around then. Like we get to see them as they come out. The ones as that they we're came doing. Out. 
You know, we got to uh, we got to burn CDs and, and download all the music on the internet illegally. Nice. <laughs> like a little lime wire. We got to start pirating early <laughs> oh, wow. in our teenage years. Like all that Bear stuff. Bear share. Oh, lime yeah. wire. Napster. Napster, yes. It was the best. It was just the best time <laughs> to grow up. It was awesome. That is a good time. I think I'd go with Jay's also because I was the 70s as a, you know, one to 10. Um, and we had to go through the Pong and well, what else did they have? Gunslinger. And it's just real basic, basic video games from that standpoint. I'd much rather have Atari wouldn't have been our first introduction. You yeah. Know what I mean, because that, when did that come out? Like 80? Early. About 82? I just want to be Jay's age. That's all. Okay, yeah, you just ten years younger. I, I think. See, I, I, it has to be something after. I'd say maybe. I'd say anything before World War Two is out for me. It's yeah, just, it's oh, too yeah. difficult. Well, it it's kind too of depends on during World War Two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Socioeconomic right. state at the time. 50s, yeah. you got the atomic it's, it's scare. It sounds too too hard. You got to do of a life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, fifties might you, be the fifties sound. Yeah, like Wonder Years years. Yeah. That's what I was, was gonna 50s, say. 60s? I like the fifties. That was sixties. Was I think it sixties? More sixties. Those yeah. years seemed pretty cool. Personally, yeah, I'll fight for the seventies. I, I thought the seventies were great. You'd be a, a kid in the seventies. I'd want to be a teenager in the seventies. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like, or the sixties. I mean, think of the music that came out the then. Music, but that'd be more teens. Mm. You wouldn't be a kid. But if you were a kid in the fifties. You'd you could be, be a, a teen in the sixties. You could be in your twenties in the seventies. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, but when was the moon? The, the moon landing was the early sixties, right? Yeah, sixty nine. Yeah, late sixties. Yeah, but the fifties as so you'd a have kid. All this, the whole space race that right. was exciting. Yeah, Cold War that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Music was not my favorite though. Like they had the Beatles, and that yeah. that was an explosion. But you'd be a but kid, so it wouldn't be a big deal. When with the seventies, you'd be a teenager. Se- oh yeah, good yeah. Point. Right right. In the 70s, yeah, I'll, right. I'll go with that. What do you have so in the seventies? Is like what the Led Doors, Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, the, doors. the music, the punk, the punk scene. The right. Now, if we're talking or, yeah. for music, this is I well, hate it's to do totally this. It's different. Yeah. If I'm going to be a kid um, for music, I'd want to be seventies. For video games, got to be eighty, late eighties, early nineties. For, I mean, for movies, 80s. Um, yeah. I, I, there's something about that nerdy, geeky, if you were nerdy and geeky in the in the 50s as a kid. So you're, say you're like 8, 9, 10, then 11, 12, 14. Yeah, but. You know, that's like, uh, they had those radio shows. And I've been looking into them, honestly, because I, I'm playing D&D and I'm playing like a paladin. And I want to kind of, I looked into paladin, the old, the old radio and then TV show. And I was like, I was like, that was cool. I mean, that was like pure imagination. Like you were listening in to the shadow, and you would listen radio that, dramas. It's radio dramas. Remember. So that was the 40, late forties, early fifties. Very little TV. Very little TV, but all imagination and a lot of books. And you kind of got to explore those those books through mm-hmm. your imagination. I don't know. I used to lose out on the visual. I mean, you had well, the, it was movies. You remember those people who grew up then invented the things that we. That we experienced, they right, were they were right. dying to put those yeah. together, and Lucas a lot of the, the story cereals, tropes, the the you know the Buck Rogers was it Buck Rogers? Oh, all of them. Yeah, Buck Rogers, not Buck Rogers. Um, Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon. He took those kind of serials and. But all those stories from then, yeah, what inspired the movies that we watched in the seventies and eighties, and right. and the nineties, and now. <laughs> I mean, those kids, those people all, but not so much now, but... So why not wait until the 80s and 90s and reap the rewards? That's right. Yes, that's all. You're right. So it's, I don't know. I, I kind of, the, the geek was, out back kid, then. Though. Kid, 
Yeah, no, you had a lot of freedom back then. Although you did have to, there was a little bit more grit in the fifties. But they were the generation. I'd after. like to talk to someone who did grow up in the fifties to see how bad the atomic scare actually was. Well, it wasn't just that they had to train. They had to duck under desks and. Well, they were also I mean, the children of the forties, yeah. right? So they they were living in a time when America was like the place in the fifties. It was like we just won the war and the greatest generation, right? It's pretty pretty cool time to be a kid. Now's not you know. too bad if you're a nerdy. If you're nerdy, now oh, might be nerdy. Well, that's what I was going to say. You guys are interestingly cool nostalgic now. about your answers. Yeah. I, I'm like right now. I'd want to be a kid because I am a yeah. techie through and through. Right. I love my devices. I love the modern video game systems that we have now. I mean, I do have a lot of love for the old school games that we grew up on. I still have my old Nintendo. It still works. But when you play those games, as fun as they were then, they are not fun anymore when I play them. They're not fun. They're old yeah. and they're great and they, they paved the way for what we have today. But there's always going to be something new. Right. But right. I, if, I can, if you give me a limitation of the last hundred years, it's this decade. I would want to be a kid now growing up with all of this amazing technology at my fingers. Like, Can you imagine like, being able to create your own YouTube channel at 15 or 14 years old and start to express yourself artistically then? Like, We didn't have that outlet. I used to borrow my, my aunt's giant camera that had a... Had like one of those VHS size, size comes tapes out the in side. It. Yeah, it looked like a, nobody even has a camera that big anymore. It was like it would, you would have to rest it on your shoulder. It was so heavy because I just loved making movies with it, and mm. it was so impractical to edit because you'd have to put two VCRs together. And it just I would have done more if it were as simple as it is today with with a MacBook and you know a so GoPro yeah. and you know you can put together cool videos. And I think I would have been doing a lot more video editing. I would have done done a lot more with podcasting and creating. Um, you know, being on Vine and Twitter, I, I mean, like having the kind of time and being brought up with all of that, like my students have like five different social media accounts. I don't know how the hell they have See, time to post on all that of them. could be an argument against it. It's it could, but too I, much. I love it. I, if I had the time to do Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and everything, I would, I just don't have the time for it. Um, and I just love it. I love the modern video games. Like I could never go back and play those games with the kind of passion that I play my PlayStation Four games with now. You know, it's it's um it would be for me it would be I'd be a kid right now. You know, plus you've got you'd have a whole lifetime to look forward to a million superhero movies. Like I just yeah. wonder how long am I going to live and will I see yeah. the end of the Marvel universe in yeah, my lifetime or the Star the 50s, Wars universe? The, yeah, the movie quality is so much better now. I mean, of course, ten years from now I'll be saying, yeah, crappy, of course. Well, don't 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 be so sure because movies I, get kind of sucky too. Like, yeah, yeah, but like there's so many of them. VR, you know, the 50s VR movies, VR movies were, are going to be amazing. The what? What's that? VR, VR movies. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. they're going to be going, absolutely amazing. Right, it's going to change. You know, directors are going to have to change the way they direct movies because they're going to have to get you to look certain places. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Cool. That, you know, that's, that's my answer to the question. I would do it right now. Um, so I posted that question up on our Facebook page. So um, once you get a chance, just swing by and, and let us know what you think and we'll comment on your uh, on your ideas. So um, thanks for your answers, guys. That was a cool one. I love thinking about the I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love the 80s yeah. for so many reasons and the movies and um, the, the, you know, like you said, the video games and the music. You know, music of the eighties wasn't all that great, but um, <laughs> the you know the the advent Some of the internet in the nineties and, and cable television and all that stuff was cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, okay, uh, so we're gonna get to our movie review, our classic movie review this week is Yellow Submarine. Do we have a clip queued up? 
All right, so we have a clip queued up. So let's take a listen to the 1968 film Yellow Submarine. It's not very light in here, though, is it? Shh, keep the noise down. You look what I found. It's the uniforms. Hey, nice bit of gear, that. It'll look great, huh, won't he? Won't he, will, won't he? Won't he, though? Won't he, will. Won't he? Hey, I'll do a lot. Groovy, groovy. Hey, how about me? Hey, hey, it's about seeing lads. We're surrounded. Oh, heck. A million billion meanies. Hey, they're coming this way. Hi! Yeah, that was that was just just bizarre. This whole movie is bizarre, <laughs> and that that was just bizarre. So um, there it is, a clip from it, and we're gonna we're gonna first hear from Rachel, um, Hoff's daughter, who's going to tell us what she thinks of this movie because this is, I guess, a favorite in your home, yes, favorite it is. in your household. So we're gonna hear from little Rachel now. She's gonna tell us. Whoop, there's a car going by. She's gonna tell us what she thought of the movie. So take it away, Rachel. Okay, I'm interviewing Rachel. Is, is this your first interview for the yes. podcast? Yes. Okay, talking to the mic right here. Say hello. Hello. Okay, <laughs> so we're talking about um, Yellow Submarine. First, just what do you what do you think of that movie? I like the songs about it. You like all the songs in it? Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what do you, which is more, any favorites? Oh, the part when they get stuck where the dots are, all the dots are. Oh, yeah, the holes? Mm-hmm. What was that called? I can't quite remember. And, and, and when... and when Nowhere Land, right, or something like that? No, they called the man Nowhere Man. Yeah, and, and remember the man that said, I have a, ho- a black hole, I don't know how to say it, but... I don't know how to say it. It's okay. Yeah, he was he had a hole uh, in his pocket. In his pocket. <laughs> Came in handy though, didn't it? Yeah. Um, what songs were your favorite? I I catch you singing them all the time. There's obviously Yellow Submarine, the Bulldog song, the Eleanor Rigby, All the Lonely People. A lot of songs. And love. Love is my favorite. Love the the one that goes how's it go? Can you sing it? I don't want to sing. Love, love, love. love is all you need? That one? Yeah. Can you sing just a little bit? No. Come on. No. Come on. No. Oh, please. Never. All right. Will you sing any of the songs? Just a little tiny bit? No. How about Yellow Submarine? No. All you can do is sing We We Live in the Southern Hills. Just do that? Well, uh, I'm just going to do it the okay. last. You don't have to do it now. You can do it at the end. Okay. Okay. Now, did anything scare you? Mm-mm. No? The Blue Minis didn't scare you? Mm-mm. No? They're, what did you think of them? Um. Just goofy people or what? Yeah. Funny. They're funny even though they're the bad guys? Yeah. Well, I, I like the... I like the man that was talking at the starting, the beginning. The beginning, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of all the Beatles? Do you know all the names? Mm. No, Henry does. Um, what did you think about the way they talked? Do you think it was funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, how much do you love this movie or not love it? 
really good. Really good? Yeah. So it's one of your favorites? Or? Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. It's your favorite? Yeah. And you love the music in it? Yeah. You like Beatles music? Yeah. Okay. All right, now we're going to say goodbye. Can you sing us out with a little yellow submarine? Love. Oh, you, All you love need it. is love. Love, love, love. Love. Love is all you need, right? <laughs> love is all you need. Love thing. is all you need. All right. Thank you. So, yeah, I had to drag the questions out of her a little bit, but uh, nah. you can tell she uh, she enjoys it. Yeah, you guys watch it all the time, right? Oh, yeah. yeah it goes on in the car. <laughs> they listen to it constantly. I hear them singing in the back. You know, it's it's That's how it started. So I'll, I'll actually when we get to the review, I'll get into why. So you brainwash them <laughs> by putting Kinda. them in enclosed but space really and forcing them to listen. They really gravitated to this brainwashing. They really That's took good. to it. That was easy, easy brainwashing. <laughs> nice, always good. All right, so let's get a little summary here. Okay, so this movie um, is uh, the plot synopsis from IMDb. The Beatles agree to accompany Captain Fred in his yellow submarine and go to Pepperland to free it from the music-hating Blue Meanies. Um, the film, again, was released November 13th, 1968. It starred, actually, the Beatles. However, little known fact is they do not actually do the voices of the characters. They, the songs are original um, Beatles songs, and they show up live action at the end, um, you know, kind of holding items that they got in the movie. Dude, that was weird. Um, but the actual the voices of the Beatles in the movie, when they're talking... Not singing, talking are John Clive, Paul Angelus, Dick Emery, and Jeffrey Hughes. Um, I don't know exactly why. I guess there is a story behind that. Um, something to the degree, the degree that they had a they had a contract that they had. It to was do. contractual. Do you, do you know the story? Do you want I to mean, explain it, it? I don't know the whole all the details, but it's it was basically a contractual thing, and they were they wanted to. It's it's a time. I think they had timeless. to do they had to do two movies for the studio. Right. And they did was the first one Hard Day's Night or Help was the first one. Help was their first one. All right. So they yeah. did Help. They got and sick then, of doing the movies. Yeah. They basically they had all this other music except for Yellow Submarine. That was the only original song that they had done. And Paul wanted to do a kid's song. So yeah, he just made up Yellow Submarine. So they went back and they said, Okay, we gotta make more one movie. We don't want to do it. It was. I think it was close to the time they almost hmm. were. They were going to break up. I'm not sure, but um, so they said, "Yeah, let's make a an animated movie. We'll put in all this music, and we'll center it around this new thing, new song that Paul wrote. It's like a kids' movie. Right. It fits or with animation. Blah, blah, blah. Paul wrote yeah. it, or Ringo wrote it. I think it was Paul. Oh, okay, I, I thought it was a Ringo song, but um, I could be. They then they had to make a second film to meet their requirement for the contract. Then we're remembering it now. So they made Yellow Submarine, but because they refused to do the voices, mm -hmm. the studio said, "Nah, -uh, you were only in it for a second, so you're not. We're not counting it." So then they made Hard Day's Night, oh, and that part, was their that part second I didn't film. Know. Okay, yeah, because they didn't want to do the voices, I guess. But they used all their songs, and they they had it must have been what like a minute, minute and a half at the end. Yeah, and yeah. that's the only time you actually see them on screen. Um, and then the studio said, we don't, we're not counting this towards your contract. <laughs> so they had to do another one and they did hard days night, whichever was the second one or help. I don't know the order, but anyway, um, so this movie, so what do you, let's start with Hoff because this is, this is a movie suggested by his kids actually. Yeah, actually so, they, they were dying to, so to do this. what, why they love it so much? What's the deal? I, I mean, to answer that question shortly, they just love the music. So this came about. Um, from my mind, obviously, 
So I had been exposed to it, you know, it's, it's before my time. This is 60s. Uh, I was born in 70s, so before my time. But I had a lot of older siblings uh, coming from a big family. So that music, I'd seen, you know, probably three different generations of music. And the Beatles was obviously one of them because they spanned a couple of them. And so I liked the Beatles. Uh, I remember watching this as a kid thinking it was very, very strange because it was trippy. And as I got older, I'm like, okay, drugs were involved, uh, probably. <laughs> but then again, it, there's a lot of British um, animation styles and humor about it. So I just probably didn't get it as a kid. But so I just ordered it um, on Netflix just to see if I remembered it as weird as it, I, I thought it was. And I don't think it's weird, but the kids took to it, like, amazingly. We just put it on in the car, and they watch it, and I catch them singing, like I said. And, uh, you know, songs that I, I didn't remember, the bull, Bulldog one that you referenced. I'm yeah. like, I don't remember that song, so I had to go back and watch it with them again. And uh, it was, it's just, it's been a, a real popular one with them. They'll go through their portfolio, and I got all kinds of animated movies. I got all kinds of kids' movies to keep them quiet on long rides. But... That one, they always go back to, and they're singing along. The music is infectious. I don't think you can get away from that, no matter what you think of the animation. Um, I just think the Beatles' music is, is timeless. And uh, I, did, I do want to credit my sister, Terry, for <laughs> that influence. She's the one that got me into Lord of the Rings, the Beatles. If you had said, I've known you for a long time, yeah. I know all your family, but if you had said which sister... Or you which sibling her. I would have totally yeah. picked. She her. was an influence on me yeah. for a lot of creative things. So if she's listening, I just want to thank her for that and let her know that it's, it's transcended another generation. Uh, that's so, cool. Um, yeah. I think it's one of you guys' turn. I feel like we've been talking a while. Yeah, sure. I, 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 um, let's see. I, I showed them this a little while ago, and I really didn't know. I had them kind of by, uh, by myself, uh, my wife had gone out and I said this is a perfect time so it was it was a little late in the day it was after dinner we let them watch it and um at first uh I think they were just like kind of thrown by the look oh yeah they're just like what's that like it was just like so different from anything else that's that's out there and my oldest son my 10 year old was kind of he he was kind of like ah whatever and he kept kind of looking at his ipad and you know how it goes Oh yeah, but my youngest, my five-year-old, was just like his eyes were just locked on the screen and loved every song that came on and didn't really understand and I don't think any of us really do why no. the songs came on at what parts they would come on it'd be kind of like they'd, it's kind of they'd a mention something. Story. I mean, it's yeah. just the meanies are trying to kill music. And... But he loved um, he loved the glove, the blue glove, which is yeah. what's the name of the blue glove? I... Yeah, I forget his the, the pointer. I forget what sure, it was. we'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> love that. And every time it came on, or any of the bad guys came on, that's all yeah. he wanted to see. And the the guys dropping the apples, he loved those guys. He loved them. And um, long story short, um, my oldest got kind of hooked because we kept talking about it. So he kept coming over, and we watched the entire thing. And even now, if we hear the Beatles, hear the song, yeah. Alex, my youngest, will be like, is this that submarine music? And I say, oh, yeah, yeah. And he'll see pictures of the Beatles and ask, which one is he? And he really right. wants to know. And I, I don't know 
why they decided to make this movie. It seems like it was made just because during that time was kind of the the time acid trips and they were they yes. were experimenting with drugs. Or were they were they trying to make a movie to kind of like get kids involved because it, there was nothing could be. too scary about it. Um, it was colorful and fun and. I think it engages everybody in the family at a different level. Like kids see the color and the, and the great music. Older kids maybe see the um, hear the music and want to attach it, try to figure out the story. And then parents know the history of the Beatles, and we're all attached to those songs. They're just uh, yeah. They're kind of like things like you know, Coca Cola and Disney yeah. and stuff. You just you just the Beatles are just the Beatles, and it's, it was great to see. Um, I had a couple questions on, you know, uh, the people in the the people Pepperland? at the beginning, yeah, people in Pepperland, the band Sergeant Peppers, yeah, that that was the Beatles, that was the Beatles. So they came back and they were kind of the same group, right? I didn't get that. Did those, I miss it? Yeah, the guys playing the instruments at the beginning were the Beatles, but just with mustaches, more like bigger. Bigger mustaches, bigger beards. Okay. And then when they freed them, they kind of like blended. It was kind of strange. So I don't know really what that was supposed to mean. I thought it was just kind of a cool aspect. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Either one of you. Jay, go ahead. Cool with me. All right. Well, kind of like with your kids, I showed it to my son, and it started off with mass confusion. (laughs) (laughs) You got to throw them off a little bit. Followed by eventual acceptance. (laughs) <laughs> and then mild amusement. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, have, I haven't heard about it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so I guess it's not, yeah, it didn't turn into a household favorite or anything like that. But um, I don't think either of us were, was able to latch on to any type of story. It was right. just like a random trip. Yeah. yeah. And I think we both no, kind of just that. left it at that. And we were like, Literally. all right, well, we went on that trip. <laughs> there is a and basic story. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. feel the need to go on it again. Right, right. He got a kick out of the mon- the Sea of Monsters, right. which yeah, I could understand. Cool. That was pretty neat. Um, I think that was that was the part that he seemed to, he laughed. Enjoyed the Laughed and, and, we, you know, pointed, yeah. pointed out some monsters they thought were interesting and funny. Man, this just felt like watching a two-hour Monty Python cutscene. Yeah, yeah. that's that the animation. same. It had to be the I same animator, yeah. right? It's yeah, very it similar. I don't similar. know if that was just pervasive, or if that's just culture. Yeah, maybe that happened a lot at the time. They, I don't know. Those. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was weird. I also, I like a, I don't like it when things are weird to be weird, or when I get that feeling. I don't like too much randomness yeah, okay. in my fiction, so I just get taken out of it. I, I, it. The world becomes less believable when it's too random. Okay. For me, so it always takes me out, and that's in yeah. everything. You know, any type of fiction. I like things to be real with a tiny twist. That's the acid trip okay. part of it. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. No. So, no. There was aspects of it that were. You could tell this was made in the '60s. Like the the. You could, this is gonna age myself, but the monkeys and I think a couple of Beatles movies with that gag where they run in. Even Scooby Doo. They run in the doors and out the doors. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And they're all mixing and matching. And right, right. And weird things come out of like doors. That's like a movie classic thing, and that 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 was put into there. And I don't know if if, if that influenced. Them. You know, who knows? Right. The progression. If they were the first, you mean? And, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But I don't know. I feel like it might That's, have been a British thing that was brought over. Uh, but I don't know. Benny Hill. 
did that same. Could have been Benny Hill, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoy British humor, but this one's yeah. British humor <laughs> with a uh, acid trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my part, Logan was kind of afraid of this movie at the beginning. It was kind of nightmarish. Well, the meanies are. You know, like some of the things that happen, the the apples being dropped on people and freezing them in whatever signs blue right. crystals or whatever that was. And he, he was kind of a little scared by it. You know, it was kind of, you know, it had some weird psychedelic images, imagery. Um, I did agree that it felt very Python-esque in terms of not just the animation style, but also just some of the jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very British and um, dry, kind of buttoned-down humor. Um the for me, I, I thought it was just I thought it was boring. I didn't I didn't like it at all. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. To be honest with you, I, I mean I always knew about it, but I don't remember ever having sat down and watched it at any point up until the time that I watched it for this show. So, it, but looking at it, I mean I love the music because I am a Beatles fan, but the story just didn't make a lot of sense to me. It was kind of nonsensical and and twisted, and I get it. Like I, I think I understand what happened, but in the end, I was just like, "This is not a movie I, I want to make a habit of watching." Um, I mean, I can understand people loving it, but I just didn't. So, mm. and my son didn't really either. He lost interest <coughs> um, about halfway through, and I don't know that he even finished it with me, if I can remember correctly. I think he just kind of played with his Legos and stuff while I was watching it. So, speaking of Legos. You can get a yellow submarine Legos now. Yes, I think I'm going to have to buy that. that. I like it's that a lot. It's pretty cool. It is pretty I think cool. it's kind of strange that we're talking about it. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden. If I get him uh-huh. a yellow I mean, submarine Lego, maybe he'll want to watch the movie again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. I think that's directed at anybody, that Legos. Like, cause you, there's Lego sets now that are just basically for adults. Oh, know, yeah. Like Ghostbusters yeah. and yeah, all that stuff. But uh, that that's kind of where, where I came from. But let's talk up specifically about moments in the film. You started to during this whole process, but we have a little bit of time, I think, to unpack it. So is there, was there any, Hobson, your, your kids love this so much. What are the parts of the film that, that they love the most that they really um, talk about or want you to rewind and stuff? Mostly the stuff that's in the submarine. I think the banter oh. in the submarine is where they, they kind of like, uh, Pepperland's a little strange and the, the, the meanies are <laughs> strange too, but I think, they gravitated towards the submarine itself and the voyage that they were taking. Uh, it's like, it's, it's a very simple story. It's strange. Like you said, um, I don't think they get that they're saving music and all the, you know, backstory behind that. I think they just, they like the sight gags, the goofiness of the villain. Um, even though the voice is, is very off putting. Um, that's true. It, it really is. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Um, I don't think they enjoy the. I mean, as a villain, it's it's pretty good because you do hate it. It's like, oh, go away, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I mean, but other than that, like I said, it's the music. It really is the music that they gravitate to. This, I mean, and this think back. This is way before music videos. This is the way that they put pictures to to music. And um, I think I don't think kids have that really. I mean, you can't get a kids' bop movie or you know the music that they listen to. You know, they, yeah, our kids are getting into music. They like you know some popular stuff, but there's sure. no cartoon with it. I mean, right? Everything is awesome. You could that's like an original for you know like for a the Lego, Lego movie, movie sure stuff like that. So 
I don't know. I I don't know why my kids have pe- you know picked up on it, but um, that means back to talking about specific moments. It's it's the music in the submarine, basically. Yeah, it's funny that you, it, well, uh, I was thinking about what you said, Je, and it's, it's funny you asked that. This, this, our question was which decade in the last hundred years, and the answer that I gave with the fifties and the sixties. If you listen to a Beatles album, like Sgt. Pepper's, or you listen to, um, oh, what's the other one? The other really psychedelic one. Uh, let's see. Um, psychedelic one? Sgt. Pepper's. Abbey Road? No, the one no. with, the, with the, the, the uh, burial scene on the front. That's Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper. There's, yeah. there's another one, though. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember it. But if you listen to those, the songs at that point, and I wish Chooch were here because he always mm-hmm. says like the Beatles reached a point where they could just do anything. Yep, and you could just it, it, they just do anything, and yep. you'd play the sitar, and they'd talk about ridiculous. You'd be like, "Who? What are you talking yep. about?" Yep. It had a meaning they were to so them. Popular that they could, but it just basically they just took it, and back then people had to imagine. Like, listen to that. Listen to that with headphones, or, or listen to that on a on a. A, yeah, um, like who's Eleanor Rigby? Yeah, like, what's that? All or about? who's Silverhammer? You know, right. all, that, all that stuff. And so it's, they put it together in the movie. Yeah. They put it together in the point. movie, and that visually is exactly what the songs sound like. Yeah. You're just like you're just like I'm being taken yeah, on an audio trip here, and, uh, yeah. and now it's a video. And um, as far as what my kids loved the most was uh, the "All You Need Is Love" scene at the end, That's when kind of is it Paul? He's singing, or is it? I can't remember if it's Paul or John, but I think it's John. And he's singing, and, and uh, the words kept coming out, and it's changing everything. And they were just uh, totally into that. And that's at the end of the movie, and they really enjoyed it. Um, and I think uh, this is kind of like, it's kind of like sitting and watching or watching a, a fire. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, it's so cool. Like, you see these shapes, and yeah. you see the, you hear kind of the they, that great I, Beatles music. They'd and, never seen animation like that. Like, yeah. he was saying it. What the hell are we Yeah, watching? it doesn't really exist anymore. And like, yeah. no one would do that again. And it's just uh it's a it's kind of a cool thing. Did did Lynette watch it with you guys? She didn't, and she, she was she was kind of upset about it. She she's, likes I mean she's always been a big fan of Yellow Submarine. Right? Yeah, she has a cup, she has a mug yeah, that I bought. That's her. what I always think of. Yeah, okay. and then inside it says all you need is love, and that's maybe why the kids got into it, but uh, they, they have just, an association um, now. Now they have an association. So I um, as far as kids watching it, I, if, it's kind of like a kind of a fun movie to put on just in a playroom. Yeah. So if you have like real young young kids, and you just kind of like, oh, just put that on and uh, let them play with the toys in their toy room. I think it would be an awesome thing for them to Rachel do. I think that's why Rachel gravitates towards. So she doesn't really pay attention to the stories as much in in movies and stuff. She with the music. Yeah. She listen to it. So. Yeah. Or if you have an older kid who's totally into art. I mean, they, yeah. so many different cool styles and the things they do with um, the whole beginning part where they come into London and it's people are working and they're singing. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's what song do they do? All the Lonely People. All I the think. Lonely People. Yeah. And they're all you see them walking to work and going through. I'm like, that is really well done. Yes. And thought out. So, um, yeah. Cool. I um, forgot what the question was. No, I, I remember <laughs> specific, what parts of the movie. Well, parts. I said the Sea of Monsters. Well, oh, you did. You yes. Know, I think that's cool i didn't notice it when i was watching the movie i noticed it when i was looking at it afterwards but they go through multiple seas that all have themes i mean you can tell that there are differences right yeah i never like knew what the different seas were oh i didn't know that i could see on the wikipedia article they list them out yeah so 
the first one they go through is the Sea of Time, where time flows. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flows and they get and old, right? Yep. Yeah, and they see themselves. Yep. Yeah, and they As sing really uh, when I'm 65. Or, yep. uh, that's yeah. 64. They actually Sorry. pass like the, that's it, one of the themselves the kids like. right. in a loop. So from there, they go to the Sea of Science, which I don't really remember. I don't really remember that. It was there. They have the Sea of Monsters, yep, which is where that. Ringo hits the button and gets ejected. Yes, and ends up <laughs> like right. flying around on himself. And they, they're oh, trying no. to find him. Then they go to the Sea of Nothing. Which, oh, with the holes and stuff? No. I don't know what no, that was. No, no, no. The Sea of Nothing was the blank region where they ran into the that short, pudgy creature. Oh, right. Uh, what was his Bud. name? Yeah, but he Nowhere had a different man. name. Nowhere Man. Yeah. He's a real Nowhere oh, He's a Nowhere Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So they pick him up. Then they go to the foothills of the headlands. <laughs> wow. Head and foot. Kind of maybe maybe that was where the... No, no, no. And then they go to the Sea of Holes. Nowhere was the whole... Yeah, Sea of Holes. Yeah, the Sea of Holes is the last like that sea. Scene. That is a weird scene. It's very weird, but they like that one. <laughs> they yeah. did. Like whack-a-mole. Like, what yeah. What is going on? And they end up... The Sea of Green is the very end, but that, there wasn't green. really anything there. It was sea just of the Green. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice there was it's a theme clever to each It just right. That's cl- that's like kind of neat. One, they were just like going that. through one thing. So. so there is a rhyme and reason there to wasn't it. Seven just... of those was there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, seven C's. Hey. Yeah, I guess Ooh. so. We're figuring it all out. Well, hang on, six C's because the foothills of the headlands is not a C. Ah, the C of the foothills it. of the headlands. Oh, <laughs> it's a C. Six C's. It was it was the note C. And I until Fonz explained. His his uh, interpretation of the music, I just kind of felt like, like have you ever seen what was that that musical um, Magical Mystery Tour? No, no. Oh it's yeah, modern, that's what you think. It's that modern eighties. It's like the eighties uh, rock I know, musical. I know you're what is it that. called? Oh, that the that one with the, they made rock, a movie of ages. Of rock of Ages. Like they it's just like music they in. just stuck music in and built the yes. narrative around the music, even if it didn't. Really fit in with what the narrative did they do right. like here? It certainly felt like they did. It, they that's did. what it feels like. To no, they me. did. So the, those all the songs music were released existed yeah. before. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. They just right. like all right, we everything need to get, but Yellow Submarine. I believe yeah. we need to get like these eight songs or ten. That really songs bothered right. me too. And it's it, like all right, all right well we got this one called When I'm 64. So let's just make a part where they all get old. They all get old. Right. Yes. And then, I, you know, I agree with that. We've got this weird character. Let's you know we have a Nowhere Man song. He could be the Nowhere Man, even though it doesn't really make any sense. Right. Right. That they would call him that. But I mean, those are the parts I think my son liked. If he liked any parts of this movie at all, those are the ones that I think he enjoyed because he would he would pay attention when the music was playing. Because my son does love music a lot. He's very musical and he likes to listen to music and watch video music videos. And he has music class every week. So um, I think if he enjoyed it, that was the part that he enjoyed. Um, that's and for me too, because like I said, I didn't think that the the, the connective tissue between the music. It made a whole lot of sense to me. Like, and then the meanie is like this horrible creature that just changes his mind at the end. He's just like, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. I'll be cool now. Um, I guess I don't know. It was some kind of spell or something that the the, the fud guy cast on him or something. I don't remember yeah, exactly, I can't but remember. Um, it just felt to me like you know it was just like, well, we went to all this trouble, and he just decided not to be meanie anymore. He's just blue. Yeah. Um, I did like the the moment with the Beatles at the end where they had props of objects that they had found in the in the movie. So I thought that was kind of cool that they recreated that just for the end of it. Um, and then they were talking to the audience about more meanies or something outside. It was uh, 
I mean, I can, I like I said, I recognize why people would like this film. Um, I just, it's kind of a hard one to recommend personally. Does anybody have any last words about this film before we wrap things up here? Yeah, I, the only words I would have to say is give it a try. I mean, I, I don't even if you do recognize it as a mashup of songs, which it is. There's no doubt about it. Um, take it for what it is, and you could probably just get it real cheap and it's yeah. not gonna, yeah. not Actually, gonna break the bank. Not. It's tough it to not, get. Yeah, is it tough to, to find get? it? Yeah. I would I agree. I mean I would I would always say that. Like just, you know, make I your just, own decision, but you know I think it's a good um lead into loving music. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I I think he did know one Beatles song from music class and that may have I may have triggered something with this movie and he's like, Oh, these are the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a history lesson, yeah. but also love of music. Nothing wrong with, and, with you know, introducing oh, the Beatles with, to with your kids. Music, yeah, yeah exactly. So. Oh, I think it's you're, it's wrong if you don't. <laughs> I, right. I, you should really should. I think it's a good way of doing it rather than what are you going to do? Sit them down in front of the, the hard day's night. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I know, right? Or hell, <laughs> I'm all for that free flow. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of happy this film exists, and mm. I'm happy that it really doesn't have that much of a meaning. I, I kind of, I. I there's a place for that 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 isn't around anymore, and I think that I think in in our world we're trying it too hard to be like oh, everything needs to have a a meaning instead of just enjoying a moment. Everybody's so busy and bothered by social media and stuff. It's just to sit down and kind of do that. Like I said before, it's like watching a fire <laughs> in a fireplace. It's kind of just it's fun. mesmerizing, yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, you need to talk about it. And well, and who was the one that brought up leave it in the background? And uh, me, yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, I'd like to hear, Jay, you didn't show it to your daughter, did you? No, no. I'd like to hear what an older kid would think of it, like a teenage kid. Yeah, it would be interesting. Especially maybe if she knows the Beatles, she might. She should. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe Jay will show it to her and come back and report on it down the road. All right. Um, Okay, so let's do our star ratings. What do we Uh, want? I'll I'll go first. It's easy. Go ahead. Fives for for the kids. I mean, I... I see everything you guys were saying. I thought it was weird when I was a kid. Um, I still watch it now, and I think it's weird. But I do love the Beatles, and I love the music. So, I, I don't know, uh, four or five for me. I mean, I, I know it's kind of wishy-washy. But, no, it's not. It's, it's But the kids love it, and they watch it all like the time. It. If, if you rewatch something, obviously you love it. So, five right. stars. Yeah. I wouldn't cool. rewatch I'm, it all the time for me. But. Two for me. I, I'm never going to watch it again. I didn't get in. I didn't care for it. Um, I don't think Hunter did either, really. I mean, he got some enjoyment out of it. He did not like it or leave <laughs> or anything. <laughs> right, right. So it's not going to get a one from me or anything. But, um, but uh, and it, it, to its credit, too, there's nothing inappropriate in it. Right. Yeah, there's nothing. At all. A little you know? couple scary, maybe. If maybe. Yeah, it's weird. It's scary. But, yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't uh, tell someone not to show it to yeah. kids or anything. Right. So, I yeah, agree. Two on both. Safe for work. Fonz, what did you think? Um, I think you know, I'd I'd give it, myself. I'd give it a three. I'd, I would watch it, and I'd I'd, I'd put it on and kind of have it there and be like, oh, this is cool. It's on, but I, I, I'm already a kind of have so much. It's kind of something you have to watch when you have a lot of time and you are just relaxing. Uh, but for my kids, I think I'd give it a four, maybe even a five, just because I think they would put that on in the background and enjoy it and look up at it and find new stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so maybe a four for my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my son definitely didn't, didn't enjoy it, so I'd give him from him a two maybe. 
based upon the amount of time he spent looking at it, maybe a two and a half in terms of the music, because he did like the music. Um, I put myself in the same place, about a two and a half to three, based on the nostalgia level and the fact that there are Beatles songs in it. I have to give it a little bit more credit. But as, as far as a, a narrative, animated narrative film, and maybe you're right, maybe I'm spending too much time comparing it to modern film and what I expect out of an animated film now. Um, you know, because this is not that kind of a film. This film has a very different feel, a different purpose, if it even has a purpose, other than just to be silly and goofy and, and showcase much, the Beatles. I just thought of something. How much of a hand did the Beatles actually have in that? Yeah, probably not much. Probably not much, probably except not for the music, obviously. Um, it was kind of more stream of consciousness, kind of very psychedelic, but toned down. So I recognize the, art, the artistic flavor of this film. Um, it just isn't a kind of flavor that I like. So um, that's where I stand on it. Okay, so that wraps up episode 46 of the League of Extraordinary Parents podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LXP Online. Email us, onlinelxp at gmail.com. We are on Facebook where you'll probably get the most uh, feedback from us, and that's the League of Extraordinary Parents podcast on Facebook. Um, we have an Instagram account, which is LXP something or other, and we have a website, lxponline.com. Um, so please visit, subscribe, recommend, link us out, um, share our posts and podcasts if you like it. Get some of your parent friends to listen. Um, next time on the show, we will be having one of our um, interim episodes where we, we take on a specific issue. And this next week, our next podcast, the issue is going to be We've talked a lot in the, on this show about finding, you know, finding things to do that's interesting with our kids, educational and entertaining, keeping them occupied because, as you know, that's what we do as parents. That's our job is to make sure they're stimulated uh, and hopefully intellectually, at least uh, in terms of, of making sure that they're not bored. Um, but one thing we never discuss, which we're going to discuss next time, is how do we carve out time for ourselves as parents, and what nerdy pursuits outside of what we do with our kids are we trying to do? And is it possible to be a nerd and a nerdy parent at the same time? Is it possible to, to be into your own fandoms and your own uh, hobbies without having to have the kids involved? So that's a question that we're going to think on and we're going to come back to this table and talk about in the next show. So if you're interested in all in that, please come on back and listen to us next time. Uh, but in the meantime, this is G-Man saying fare thee well. This is J.E. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. It's tough. Fonz here. Have a great two weeks, week. However long it takes for the Three next weeks, one to get out. Three weeks, four yeah. weeks. Time weeks. And we'll just remember that when things get really bad for you, you can all live in, in a, a yellow submarine. In a yellow? A yellow submarine. <laughs> a yellow <laughs> submarine. Thank you very much. Wow. Have a good night. Bye-bye. I didn't know we were going to sing on this one. I... Hey, look at John, will ya? What's the matter, John, love? Blue meanies? Newer and bluer meanies have been sighted within the vicinity of this theatre. There's only one way to go out. How's that? Singing! One, two, three, Fuck on a head, fuck on a
Love, love, love. Love. Love is all you need, right? Love is all you need.